Welcome to My Runner's Mind, where we run with gratitude towards a life of happiness and gratefulness. I'm your host, Stina Turgeon, and I believe that as runners, we're uniquely positioned to choose gratitude over negativity. Running itself is so badass, and each run offers multiple opportunities to turn a potentially negative thought or feeling into a positive one. Tune in as I'll share behind the scenes of what goes into my 12-week program, My Runner's Mind, which is mindset and spiritual coaching for women runners who know that they're ready to shift away from the shoulds and ought tos in their running routine and replace them with want and desire to live a happier and more balanced life. Are you ready? Let's go! Hi friends, runners. Maybe you're dreaming about becoming a runner. Maybe you ask yourself if you're really a runner, whatever your story is. Welcome to episode 121 of My Runner's Mind, the podcast that shows you how to run with more joy. On the episode today, I'm sharing a guest talk I did in a coaching colleague's running community. The theme for the talk was making friends with running. And no surprise, it's a topic I love talking about. I talk about how and why I started running and how I approached it with a lot of intention, almost as an experiment. I credit all the mindset work I did up front to how great running always felt, always has felt, and how I managed to handle setbacks due to overuse and poor form. I credit Chi Running for not only keeping me running injury-free for two years now, but for empowering me with a mind-body awareness while running that I didn't have before learning this technique. One of the things I mentioned in my talk that I feel is worth stressing is this idea of giving more than you take from running. I believe this philosophy, this attitude has empowered me to enjoy running at a level I wasn't able to before because it was always about getting something when I exercised. This is even before I became a runner. So, i.e. burning a certain amount of calories or striving for a certain weight on the scale or some kind of body image. It was basically weight management exercise was. Is that familiar to you, runner friend? So I want to share my story of making friends with running today because there's a lot of thing I did that you can copy for yourself if you want to create more enjoyment in your running routine. And I really encourage you to do so because it's your energy, your vibration, your attitude, which positively impacts how you do things. And running happens to be one of those things. If you are wondering about how to make this happen for yourself, email me and we'll look at what, what will work for you. As I re-listened to the talk, I realized that my timeline was off by a year or so, but it's not a big deal for the story. So without further ado, here's a talk on making friends with running. Well, first off, Lisa, thank you so much for the invitation. I really appreciate it. And thanks to you guys for for being here today. I appreciate having a chance to just kind of share my thoughts with you all. So let's just start on the note of my name, right? It's not the most common name. So I'll just kind of take it away from there. I think I am from Denmark originally and actually moved to the US when I was 28. So that's 22 years ago to be exact. Anyways, hence my name. My first name is Stina. It's spelled S-T-I-N-E makes very little sense in English. But anyways, that's my story. So brief backstory about running and me, I used to hate running. So I especially love the topic today, making friends with running, because it just shows how far I've come. And maybe some of you guys can relate to this. I don't know what what you guys' 
story is of you grew up loving running your whole life or it's something you've come into later in life? People who used to love running your whole life or have you come into running later in life? Some people here may still not like who it. Who wants to chime in? <laughs> <laughs> Anybody brave enough to want to chime in? I will. So I uh, started running probably in my early 30s and I have never liked it and I still don't. Some of the girls here have heard this, you've heard me say this many times. I still don't love the actual process of running. Like I love when it's over. I love the camaraderie. I love, you know, that knowing that I'm doing something good for my body, but I'm constantly like look at, looking at my watch. Like, when is it over? I'm mm. an interval runner. So I walk a lot and I haven't been running the last couple of months because my life is insane. And I'm trying to get, excuse me, my shit together so that I can, <laughs> you know, get kind of back into a groove, but I don't love it, but I do it. And also all, all my friends do it. So I feel like I would have no friends if I didn't run. So <laughs> very cool. Thanks for sharing that, Jenny. Appreciate it. I never ran a track or did anything like that in high school. Yeah. So like I just started running later in my life. And I think because yeah. I had everything from the get go, like chi running and stuff, I loved it right away. So nice. there's a love hate relationship nice. a little bit, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I was 42 when I started running. Yes. Love and it. Up until a couple of years, I loved it. Now it doesn't like me. Oh. So. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Well, you're in the right place, I would say, with Lisa <laughs> to get back onto where you, you can both love each other again. <laughs> so, well, so I was 45 when I started running because prior to that, I hated running. It just didn't feel great. It hurt my hips. It hurt my knees. And cardio-wise, it just did not feel good at all. I always exercise, though. I mean, I was big into running because I have dogs and I live in Wyoming very rurally. So I definitely use the outdoors, just not running wise. It just didn't feel great. So I literally hated it, but I think I just kind of had this vision in my head of someday becoming a runner. I mean, I had this glorified vision of what, I, what it meant to be a runner pounding the pavement, I think was kind of the words I used. And it was actually what I wrote in my journal, which led me to start running back when I was 45, because I had started some personal self-development. And one of the things in personal development is that you, you strive for a goal. You kind of set a goal and then you really kind of strive for it and, and achieve or want to achieve it. And so I wanted to become a runner and I wrote about being a runner and what it would feel to be a runner. And I kind of approached it very differently, I think, from how I approached anything else in my life for exercise, because exercise up until then was all about weight management. Is that something you guys can relate to? <laughs> it's kind of like the curse that oh, I got to go out and burn some calories here. And whether, you know, I've overeaten over the weekend or I know that I've got something coming up and I definitely want to be able to still fit my pants. So that saying that I also, I said, because that's what drove exercise for me. It was always a negative. It was always getting away from something I didn't want. And clearly it, it kind of also summed up my relationship with myself and my body that it was just kind of a negative relationship. It was a lot of negative self-talk. And so really coming into the space of personal development, I really was all about wanting to change it. So I approached running from that perspective of, well, how do I successfully achieve becoming a runner? I have to set myself up with some good tools that can help me. And those tools for me were changing my whole language around running, always thinking about running in positive terms, always talking about running in positive terms. Because it was just self-defeating if I gave in to saying, well, it sucks, or this is so hard. So I remember the first 30 days when I was switching my daily walk into 
more and more of a run and it felt hard. It was switching the vocabulary of how I, I narrated it in my mind to something along the lines of my legs are strong and my lungs support me, something along those lines, just to get out of the whole negative self-talk of, well, this is really hard. And when do I get to the next mile post or something negative like that? And so after that, the first 30 days, I was finally able to run a consecutive three miles without walking. That was, I remember mentally a big thing for me to, to achieve this milestone. And I just, I got the bug and I decided I needed a, an even bigger goal. So I signed up for a half marathon thinking that that was just almost impossible. I mean, who on earth runs 13 miles? <laughs> it just seemed like not me. So I signed up for one. This was end of May and I signed up for one in September. And it was the most amazing four months journey because each run was a new run or a novel run because I'd never achieved that distance before right so I really had that sensation of this is incredible and I I continued this whole very dedicated process of of thinking about it in positive terms and and journaling about it in positive terms and so I want to say speaking about running from a friendship perspective that first year I ran four half marathons and it was a little bit of the honeymoon phase I mean everything was just like wow this is astounding what my body can do for me and I also kind of felt a little bit like this really cool kid in high school that finally turned my way and said hey you want to be friends because <laughs> I was like man I'm doing this and I can do it so honeymoon phase there and then that following year I, so I had started a Facebook group because I run literally out where there's very few people. I live in a town of 250 people. I run by myself. So I had started an accountability group on Facebook to kind of just have other runners in my community. And, and there's all sorts of talks about races and whatnot. And somebody brought up a marathon and I was thinking, ah, I don't know. That seems really far. I mean, I half marathon, I felt comfortable with by then, but a full marathon seemed really far, but I just Googled bucket list marathons and Big Sur came up out in California on Highway 1 and I was like well if I was ever going to sign up for anything that would be the one so I I say this in the in the group and I say well I would consider Big Sur and somebody chimes back and says do you realize and this is back in this is in August she says it's a lottery so it's not a given that you say you want to you don't just register you have to put in for the lottery and I put in <laughs> I got drawn. <laughs> so then I was kind of like, well, no, I have to commit to this, right? And this was 2021, I want to say. No, 2020, excuse me. 2019, actually, because I was drawn for the 2020, which Fixer is running in April. So that being said, that fall, then my whole, my whole focus changed a little bit because I realized I Googled marathon plans and whatnot, and I realized I needed to up my weekly mileage right and I was still kind of a this high this shirt for instance I ran crazy horse in September of 2019 or October maybe so I was still on a high of this feels so great I mean I'm loving my friendship with running here and then I started picking up mileage and I started having these aches and pains all of a sudden in knees in my shins and so I want to say from kind of the fall of 2019, actually through almost a full year, it was this 
you know, if you are thinking about a story arc of stories, we're in kind of the the problem or the trouble area right now because all of a sudden there was kind of things brewing in my friendship with running. I couldn't control it. So far, I had really felt that I was nailing running because I was using my mindset. I had it going for me. I didn't have anything that I couldn't handle with my mind until my body started kind of saying that, no, no, no. You know, there are shin splints, there's knee things, and and you guys are probably very familiar as far as how you avoid these things now knowing chi running, right? I didn't know chi running. So anyways, I saw PT several times, and they were constantly telling me to strengthen my glutes, strengthen my leg muscles and different things, of course. And I remember I was vacationing with my family in 2019 over Christmas. We were in the Dominican Republic. And I'm out there running because that's what my training plan is saying. But my shins are hurting so bad. It's literally like, I don't know, being ground right into the ground. But I'm like, dang, I've got a marathon here in four months. I better get out there and power through, right? And I had a Facebook coach, which was, it was a group. So that was an actual one-on-one. But I reached out to her and just kind of mentioned it to her. And she's like, you need to not run. It sounds like it's, you know, things are really not going well. So then I would lay off. So there was a wave of six to eight months where it was kind of like I would run. And then the minute I started picking up, I want to say maybe more than 18, 20 miles a week, I started noticing these aches and pains, right? So I kind of had that dance going from maybe October of 2019 through summer of 2020. And so I really, again, since I was so mind focused, the way I did not, because that was one of the other things I saw in all my Facebook friends that were runners, how much of a toll it literally takes on people when they can't run. It's like, well, if I can't run, what am I going to do? Plus, they were just feeling depressed and whatnot. So I was very aware from a mindset perspective of not dipping into that. And I dedicated a lot of time to nurture an image of being a rehabbing runner, <laughs> every turning runner. So I went through all these phases of being a runner, being a rehabbing runner, being a returning runner to running. And I remember signing up for Deadwood, which is also like Crazy Horse is in Deadwood is in South Dakota, the summer of 2020. And I'd asked my PT, what do you think? Is this crazy? Or do you think I can do it safely? And he was like, well, listen, make it a run walk. And when you train, because where I live, it's super hilly. He's like, walk the hills, don't run them, they'll aggravate your shins. And so I did that. And I actually had a really great race that felt good. I didn't feel I was re-injuring anything that summer. But this is 2020 by then. So that's during COVID, right? Fixer got postponed, right? So that's why I didn't run Fixer in 2020. And 2021, it was completely canceled, because they couldn't recoup everything from 2020. And so anyways, in that fall of 2020, I was back at the PT right? <laughs> and he casually, and so I, it's just by good grace, which I remember listening to the podcast episode I did with Lisa, it sounded like it was just a fluke, but she came about chi running too. Casual mention from the PT who said, well, listen, there, I read this book years ago. I think it's called Chi Running by this Danny Dryer. Look it up. I think he can help you. <laughs> so this is the fall of 2020. And kind of what led me into then chi running and finally being kind of able to start taking some not response yeah responsibility I guess for my running form really because I read the book felt it was life-changing implemented just really just wanted two things because that was all I felt 
at the time that I could do. And it most, most of it was posh and then for, for it fall. And then past that, I signed up for a session with a chi running instructor online. And I was hooked. I was like, listen, I got to become an instructor. This is just incredible. So then the following spring, I signed up for the instructor round. And from then on, it's just, it went, it took my, and I hope you guys are experiencing this also from being in this group with Lisa. It took my running from I would be out running. I would feel a nagging of something to me dreading that, oh, I'm going to be a rehabbing runner for a while. I wonder how long. And then I'll be a returning runner to, there's an ache. Okay, clearly I'm doing something wrong here. Let me troubleshoot it and and then fix it. And then you resolve it that way. It's it's that empowering. It's that incredible, right? But I want to say, like I said, during the time where before I learned she running, what really kept me going and helped me feel positive around running was the mindset was gratitude I have a podcast episode out this this week that I call optimizing consistency and I bring it all back to a couple of keystone habits that for me are what really have kind of helped my attitude towards running to stay so rock solid and it it comes down to positive language like I was saying and all things running gratitude because it really comes down to our own feeling around ourselves so it's all about self-compassion that's how I was able I think to change my my own body image and the let's see what did I say positive language gratitude so those on their own really helped me a lot but they clearly didn't help me to stay on the road consistently so that's where chi running came in and that kind of became that whole trifecta of wow now I can really just take running to the next level and it was incredible and that was also the year 2021 that I started my podcast which really is all about you know running with gratitude and you know if if we can do it in running if we can overcome things in running we can do it in all areas of our life because how we do one thing is really how we do all things we can take that same attitude and that same approach to all areas of our life right and so so for the last two years, I've hosted this podcast episode. I've had a couple of private clients that I share this this approach that I use to running with. But then last year, I started running retreats because I live in an area that I think is very picturesque and I have the accommodations to to host people. So now I've had people come and stay for a week. And so what we do is we... We do three runs together. We clearly do a chi running workshop, of course, because they need to know the foundations. And then we just do a lot of mindfulness activities. We bring a yoga teacher in. We actually take, we go to hot springs. We go site buffaloes because they're in the area of where I live. But it's like a full week of mindful running, mindfulness, a lot of thought work, and a lot of mindfulness work. And so that's really, I mean, so again, as I bring it back to friendship, one of the things, how do you maintain a friendship with something, right? You got to continually show up also. And I think the biggest change and one of the reasons I've been able to maintain my friendship with running is I really have gone in humble. I've really gone in thinking I'm going to give more than I take from running because I think my approach to all things exercise in the past was I'm going to take, I want this outcome. I want this outcome. I want these many calories burned. It's just about checking it off the to-do list, getting it over and done with. And I changed that approach completely to becoming one of, you know, this is a friendship I want to show up for. What can I give? How can I be present? I'm very conscious of when I go running, 
I don't tune my run out. Great. Uh, thankfully, we have T running with all the forearm focuses that can keep us mind body connected, which is actually my third keystone have is now that I think about it that I mentioned on the podcast too, which is create a mind body connection daily, whether it's I do that in the morning before I run, I do it with a little bit of yoga stretch or whatever you guys like to do. But I think, you know, having that conversation between the mind and the body. So it's not mind over body, which my exercise routine used to be is now mind with body. And I think this whole approach is what makes for a, a beautiful friendship, really, right? That I'm just excited about. All right, runner friend, thanks for listening to today's episode. I hope you glean some valuable insights to enhance your own running experience. If you ever find yourself in a running rut or you want personalized advice to infuse more joy into your runs, please don't hesitate in reaching out. Send me an email and let me know what's going on. It's really me on the other side. And I'd be happy to offer one tailored recommendation to elevate your running journey. This way we can keep your feet moving and your spirits high. Until next time, run well and be well. If you enjoyed the podcast, please consider sharing it with a fellow runner who you think might also find it inspiring. Don't forget to spread the word on your social media channels and leaving us a written review would be a tremendous help in reaching more like-minded runners. Your support keeps us going strong. Thank you, runner friend. So if running is our practice ground and we can turn every experience into fuel, then we can transfer it to the rest of our life and positively impact our whole world. Just one run at a time.